Rachel and I are putting together our uh, wedding reception playlist, mm-hmm. and um, I added Genuine's Pony to the list a sure. little while ago, but now I'm worried that it might be a little too erotic for some of our family members. What right. what happened between then and now? Huh? Like, what hap- what made you change, you know? Because at one point in your life, you were okay with that. You're like, this is fine. And now you're well, like, we listen, no, it's we, too erotic. I saw the song on Spotify, and I was like, oh, yeah. And I added it to the playlist. And then I listened to it. There's mm-hmm. a lot of sexual references. It is a highly sexualized song. It is a song. very sexualized, sexual charged song. And it's even that bass line, that it's like, oh, my God. That sounds like two people now, I don't, bumping it. I don't remember the lyrics, but it's basically a reading of Equus, right? It, the, cor- the chorus is, if you're horny, let's do it. Ride it. My <laughs> pony. My saddle's waiting. Come and jump on it. <laughs> I, say, I think I see what he's saying. <laughs> um, if we're going to get nasty, baby, first we'll show and tell. Till I reach your ponytail. Lurk all over and through you, baby, until I reach your stream. You'll be on my jockey team. So a lot of, basically a lot of <laughs> equine, um, uh, a double <laughs> Not even entendre. delicate, I, I would say. I, I think it's fair to say. Not not particularly delicate equine uh, references either. Guys, whatever happened to that word? Do you remember that word horny? Like, remember when that was an okay word to use? And people were like, whatever, me so horny. And you just threw it yeah, in. Yeah, you, you could just say it out loud. When did we get so prude? Well, I mean, there hasn't been a good Mike Myers movie released in a while. <laughs> Justin McElroy, and I know the best thing of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know 10 pretty good things this week. My name is Christopher Plant, and I know 0.5 of the things this week. Together, we know 11.5 things <laughs> between There's the a lot three of, of things. Which this is 11.5. Yeah, here it is. Uh, this is the Besties, where we talk about the latest in news, culture, entertainment, sports, management tips, and everything else mm-hmm. in between. Management tips of businesses or sports management? Yes. Uh, but today we're gonna focus on video games. They're uh, <laughs> they're blowing up. It's not they're blowing up. A lot of interesting games. And now, now it's a good. Time are you talking be... about just Pac-Man? Or... And they're not just Pac-Man anymore. Interesting. interesting. Video games have come a long way since Pac-Man. Remember this? Done, waka I, waka waka waka. I guess I done fell off right after Pac-Man. Yeah. Well, I, do you hear did. that knocking sound on my end? What's that? That's my fucking cat. Well, my fucking cat, when I don't let him outside, he literally knocks on the ground. Makes me think there's somebody trying to break into my house. So this is the uh, the besties, and do you guys want to get it get it popping or popping lock? Yeah, or, can or I whatever? can I kick it off because my thing is just sad, and I want to get it out of the way. It's it's double sad because I remember when you were in the beginning stages of this game, you were emailing, you were te- you were you were furiously texting me like he's back the blue the blue bomber no that's Mega Man you know what I did I did that you know when in a football this is a football analogy when the football guy he catches the football right and then like three yards before the touchdown the receptionist I think is what they're called he drops the ball 
and he starts dancing, and people are like, no, you're not in the mm. touchdown zone yet. And he's like, what? And then he gets just nailed. Only has- in this instance, it, you make it sound like he made this mistake at, like, the 50-yard line. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I've done crossed it. Like, you actually are only halfway there. It's more like he caught the punt, and then he was like, great job. And then he just set the ball down. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this game called Sonic Lost Worlds. And if you have not jumped on this Sonic cycle... It's a lot like all the other ones where where are Sega, we at on the grand on the grand wheel on the, on the great wheel of sonic <laughs> yes there, there's there's no place it's this amorous where can you ever be on it but sad yeah you know like that's the that the, there's the illusion of happiness but reality is deep inside oh you're just rotting away you're spinning towards mortality uh so, so that's that's that game. Tell well, me, okay. tell me the, your experience in chronological order, because you really okay. were like, so, here he is, <clears throat> the guy I remember. Let's go through the cycle. So, the the Wii doesn't have any good games, but Sega's like, hey, we got a new Sonic game. It's like Mario Galaxy. We're working with Nintendo on it, and I'm like, no way, he's coming back. And Sega's like, you're right, he is. And here's some <clears throat> screenshots to prove it. And I'm like, damn, that looks slick. So, is this Wii? You played it on Wii U? Yeah, yeah. So then I email Arthur, and I'm like, Arthur. Arthur from Darfur. I need this game. I want to review this game. And he's like, no, you don't, Chris. And I'm like, yes, I do. Don't tell me what to do, Arthur. And he's like, okay. Here You're it not is. my old dad. So I get the game, right? And I put it in. And I play one level. And then I immediately begin my victory tour. I sign on to Campfire. I tell everyone <laughs> that this is the Wii U's killer app. I start texting my friends, my childhood friends. I'm like, guys, remember when we played Sonic? The game is back. You better buy a Wii U now because they're not going to be in the store you shelves. Texted, you texted Jaleel White. You're like, get ready for your career to <laughs> fucking explode, my man. Dude, you know who the modern voice of Sonic is? It's the guy who does Batman in that new Batman game. Jaleel White? That. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Pray to me. Oh, where's Falcone? Chili dogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I've now I've I've already told everyone how great the game is. So I'm yeah. like, okay, I guess I should go back and play more of this game because it's so good. So then I play another this is, level. This this is this precautionary tale is exactly why we finish the games that we review. <laughs> yeah, we don't just right. do one level. Uh, I play the next level and it's 2D, and I'm like, 2D, great! I didn't know there were going to be 2D levels in this. I love 2D Sonic, and then I'm immediately like, wait a minute, this is not fun. Uh mm. And I'm like, no, that's just, you know, they just had to put that level there because they needed to get rid of it, put it early, you know, get it out of the way. And what I realize is that is the second best level in the game. (laughs) It just keeps going downhill from there to the point of absurdity where, you know this thing that you do in video games, like with a boss battle, right? Yeah. Where you're like, hey, we need to show people how to beat this boss. So you add, like, a glowing weak spot or, you know, flashing red or something like that. What they decided to do was not that. They just don't tell you how to beat things. And then they kind of will give you something that is like a hint of, like, hey, look at this guy. He's about to fall. You should probably jump on him. And then you'll do that, and it's, like, got you instant mm. death. Great. It's one of those tricks. Um, and that's it's the, the that's language, the the language of games. Yep. Um, the final boss, I'm just going to spoil it because you should not have to go through this. Uh, and if you do make it to it, and I'm helping you because I'm explaining how to beat it. The final boss, you just are jumping up a 2D environment, right? 
and you're like, this is great. I'll just keep doing this until it lets me hit this guy. And then you get to the ceiling and you die. Oh, no. Wanna, do you want to know the trick for how you kill it? Yeah. So when you're climbing up, there are, these, there are certain blocks that you can jump through. And you, logically, you would think, oh, these are to you know, kind of hinder my way up this environment. Wrong. You're supposed to not break them going up, which is a real treat. And then wait for the giant bad guy to get right beneath them and then jump on the blocks that you normally break with your head by jumping up. You want to jump down on them now, which you've never done earlier in the game. Uh, and you do this like 15 times and you pray that you do it before you reach the ceiling and die. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, oh, it's intuitive. And by intuitive, I mean like you want to put a gun and What happened? Why account. did they How did they make it good at the beginning and then shitty at the end? Is it just a level design thing? What I, what happened? I have a theory about all Sonic games and it goes like this. They take their budget, right? And they go, here is 75% of the budget. Hey, first level team, here is 75% of the budget. Do with it what you want. And make a great first level. And we'll use it for all the demos. And then, for, with the other, whatever remains of the budget, maybe it's just scraps, you know. Uh, they give that to, like, the B team, and then they just laugh. And then they lock them in their windowless basement, and they say, get it done in two months. And they say, that's not possible. <laughs> or they kill say, your family. Get it done. My point is, um, you shouldn't play it. And oh, but I, Why did I say it was the best? Oh, it was the best first level. So there you go. Okay. Um, let me bounce this important survey off you. What was the last good Sonic game that okay, was made? Okay, it was the one before this. Sonic Generations and Sonic Colors are okay games. They're Sonic Generations blows on ice. Um, I, I, I had an E3 experience where I played Sonic Generations... Uh, some demo and it was one of those levels where you're running downhill while a truck chases you from behind oh sure um and i died probably three hundred thousand times during yeah. the demo and i had a pretty good reason for that it's because i was running at a billion miles an hour towards the fucking camera yeah i would run into things that would appear like a fraction of a second before you know they would pop on the screen, and then I had a fraction of a second and jump over them because I was running towards the camera at goddamn light speed. Um, and one of my friends in, in the industry went up and, and played the demo after I did, and the PR handler for the demo talked shit about how shitty I was and said Ooh. this last guy, was su- Griffin, was super shitty at this Sonic game. And when my friend told me this, I wanted to go back to the booth and say, is it possible that I'm not shitty, but that, that there's never been a good Sonic game because this franchise fucking sucks? <laughs> <laughs> that there's never even the fucking Genesis games? Why the fuck? Do you want me to play a platformer where everything is going by at a billion miles an hour? Jump on that! Oh, you missed it. Fuck. You fucked up. How come you didn't see that at 300,000 miles an hour, you fucking idiot? Like, what the f- Why do people enjoy these fucking games? They're all terrible. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. 
And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. It's called, I call it the devil's deal, and here's how it works. There's two sides to the deal. The Sonic fans will buy all of the Sonic games when they come out, right? But in return, Sega has to make the Sonic games like old Sonic games, and old Sonic games suck, so they don't get new people to buy Sonic games. And then, What was the best Sonic game? What's the best Sonic game? There are no great ones. And What's I the best loved one? Sonic 1, 2, and 3 when I was a kid, and I go back and play them, and I recognize them. They're that miserable. They are great. miserable, miserable experiences. They are, they are a game. It's a rare, rare type of game. It has a rare, shitty quality where no matter what, you feel like you're playing it wrong. That is just perfect, just how I like it. The best Sonic game, by the way, is Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast. No, Sonic Colors is the best. Sonic Colors is pretty good. It's pretty good. I just don't fucking oh, get it, man. No, you know what? You know what the best Sonic game is? No joke. Sonic Racing no. Transformed. That game is excellent. That's because it's a racing game. I, from a design standpoint, it makes sense. It it yes, because because it's om- like the regular old Sonic games are almost like a racing platformer. It could, like it tries to build this sense of inertia and momentum, but then it multiplies it by a thousand, and then you run into something, and either it kills you or it brings you to a dead stop. Hey, fun! Like it, it the idea of momentum is so important to platformers, and it seems like just because Sonic's gotta go so fucking fast, like they just can't get that shit right. Go play Rayman Legends. Like that's a game that makes you feel like you're going really, really fast, but you're still in control, and you can see the shit you're supposed to navigate. Like I just don't get. I have never enjoyed a Sonic game except for Sonic Adventure because of the yeah, Chows. Yeah, Sonic Adventure is pretty good. The Chows are cow- cows, chaos. Chaos, Chaos, I believe. Chaos. Chaos. Cows. Either way. What was the Um, one for the Wii where you were, it was all Arabian Nights themed? That one was not awful. Sonic Lost Arabian Nights? I don't know. I think it was that. Yeah, I think that's, oh no, The Secret of the Lost Rings? Is that it? Sonic Sonic versus Aladdin at the Arabian Olympic Games. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, Uh, hey guys. I'm sorry no. I got worked I, up. I just want no. I want to thank you for helping me just work through that. And now I let's just, never talk about it ever again. How do you I don't now? understand why this, why this is like their premier franchise. Like it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Justin, they did you see what have, I did? What else do you ha- want them to have? I mean, A fucking release mother. Oh, you. Oh, don't keep. You want to. You want to get this started. You want to like this way. Yeah, Griffin. There's no other Sega properties that people care about. Where's (laughs) Fantasy Star? Where's Fantasy Star Online Two? Oh, is that what you were gonna say? I didn't. Yeah, dog. I thought you were gonna say Shinmu. Where's where is Shinmu? What are you? What are you guys doing? Release Shinmu for Vita. There has never (laughs) been. There has never been a, a. a device more perfectly suited for a game than Shinmu 
and the PlayStation Vita. Think about that shit. Think about it. Just think about it, Sega. We'll think about it. We'll take it under advisement. Can you pass it on to Sega, please? I'll tell Sega, Griffin. Don't worry. I was at Sega's headquarters. We walked by it in Japan, in Tokyo. And mm-hmm. I wanted to just kick in the door and be like, What are you doing? How do you think that would have gone over? <laughs> Probably not great. Uh, right now, we're making a Sonic game. We're making a Sonic game. What are you doing? I love that because it's a Japanese company, you would have kicked open the door, and you'd have been like, what are you doing? And they're like, we're making vacuum cleaners. This is floor two of Sega Sammy Corporations. Yeah. We have 20 <laughs> floors of... Do you want apartments? Because that's floor five. Um, can I talk about my thing? Because it's a game that makes me nothing but happy, as opposed to Sonic, which makes me nothing well, but Well, okay, let me make a suggestion. Your game is really good, and my game is okay. And oh, you want to close, close on a high. Okay, we'll work our way well, let's up. hear yours then. Um, my thing is the best tutorial of the week, uh, and it belongs to How to Survive. I know. I watched a trailer for that game that was so butt rock, like, I it just scared me right off. <laughs> do, you know what I'm, do you know what I mean when I say that? Uh, yes, I know exactly what you're, what you're saying. And yes, I mean, yes. Okay. Uh, 505 Games has done Done It Again. They got a game out the door without letting me. <laughs> they, they snuck past the castle guards and got their game out the door without anybody noticing. Now, this one we did actually get emails about. Uh, I just don't think we covered it. So maybe this one's on us. I don't know. Um, but uh, Mar- uh, they released Brothers with little to no fanfare, which is one of my favorite games of the year. They released Marlowe Briggs and the Mask of Death, which I talked about a few episodes ago and is really cool and neat. And I don't know why I hadn't heard of it. And now there's How to Survive. Um, I looked at some gameplay videos, by the way, of Marlo Briggs. I watched some Let's Plays on YouTube. I'm convinced that you're the only person that ever finished that game without running into some sort of crippling, game-breaking bug. <laughs> if you search that game's title on YouTube, it's like, well, I fell down a pit and now I can't get out. <laughs> the end. The end of the game. Uh, How to Survive is a, uh, I guess, isometric, uh, somewhat open-world uh, zombie survival game. You're thrown onto this island. Um, it's uh, similar to Dead Island. You're uh, scouring the island looking for any sort of um, resources that you can find to strap together weapons. Um, it gives you very little guidance in how to assemble certain things. So you'll see that you can combine two items, but it won't tell you what is going to happen. So that's if if you like that sort of thing, it's pretty exciting. Um, the basic combat is uh, basically like sort of dual stick. Uh, you can um, it kind of looked like uh, that that Housemark game, the uh, Dead Nation. Yeah, yeah, not a bad comparison. You aim with the right stick, and you actually have a reticle that zooms in uh, and locks onto the target. The longer you hover over, and depending on how good your aiming is, and that kind of thing. Um, or you can uh, just point a weapon, uh, like a, a melee weapon, at the enemy and press the right bumper to uh, attack with that. Um, so the you know the basic flow is you find a you know a short tube, and then later you find a pneumatic tank, and then you find the handle from a harpoon gun, and you say, okay, I'm going to combine all these things, and you got a gun that shoots nails, and you have a lot of freedom as to like what things you can combine and you can uncombine them after you try it if so if it doesn't work out how you like it the the resources aren't lost um 
But the thing that I, uh, the, the, my favorite tutorial is the game's title is based on a book called How to Survive by this Russian guy named Kovac, who's in like welder's gear. Uh, and basically every chapter you find will describe with like uh, funny little diagrams uh, uh, how to survive on the island. And it's something that could have been sort of boring and text boxy, but instead of that, they uh, they have given it a lot of personality and the 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 little diagrams and, and you know, uh, uh, dialogue they have written for it is really funny. He also pops up as a, uh, in, in loading screens, it actually quizzes you on the information in the survival guide. Oh, that's and fun. if you, if you get the answers right, you can get bonus XP. So that's pretty neat. Um, it, it's just one of the, another one of those games that's really sort of under the radar and, uh, I had not experienced before now or heard anything about, or by experience, I mean, being aware of its existence in the universe. Yeah. Um, but if you're into that sort of like the, the dead Island and you don't, you don't mind not having any sort of handholdy type stuff. Is there, is there a nation, a nation state or a, a global region in which 505's games are celebrated and anticipated is <laughs> like maybe in like the Czech Republic, like, oh, shit, that new 505 jam's dropping next Tuesday. I, I can't they, wait. The thing is, they've released a lot of good games, especially recently. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I the, think that they just, like, I think that they're in part hindered because that's a terrible name for a game publisher. I mean, it's like, it's the pits. Well, what there's five of, there's 505 games. There's 343 Industries. There's 345 games. Um, part of the problem is that they are the company they're a subsidiary of is not any better. It's called Digital Bros SPA. No way. I swear to God. Uh is the is the name of the 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 uh its so parent company. 505 is the, the, orig- the original the original name of this podcast was Digital Bros SPA. <laughs> I mean just just recently they've released uh they did Payday 2. They published that. They uh published Brothers a Tale for Two Sons, right? Like I mentioned. Um and and a lot of other uh, Marla Briggs and and some of the others and now this um, uh, takedown. If you heard about that one, that's that's a five hundred five joint. So they're making strides. But even in like releasing years ago, a lot of like solid stuff. But yeah, they made Isle Two Stromovic, which was a good dog fighting game. They made that. Mm-hmm. What is that? Naughty Bear? Is that what it was called? Naughty Bear Trouble in Paradise. That, Panic, that ca- panicking something. Yeah, that game was like it reminded me of those weird dream or not Dreamcast like Sega Genesis games. Uh, like yeah, that. like uh, toy soldiers. Yeah, what was it called? They they just, just released a lot of weird things. Yeah, I had Final Fantasy. Oh yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen X two. Uh, did I mention Terraria? Terraria, <laughs> they did the Terraria ports. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Mass Effect, they Mass published. Effect two, Mass Effect mm-hmm. three. Sure, all the Mass Effect series. No, not Mass not Effect accurate. one. They've made a really, I mean, they've made a lot of interesting strides, and they're a really interesting publisher. I, I just don't, I think they need a, a slightly better identity before they can really get a foothold of like, oh, this is a 505 game. This is what that means. Let me give lay them this a new, one on give them a new, Give their company a new title yeah. right now. Activision, right? Like, that sounds good. <laughs> Di- Digital Bros. Yeah, <laughs> just I guess take so. your parent company. That's a better, way better name. I Digital Bros? Are you kidding me? Yes, please. Um, let's take it to halftime. Let's let the whistles blow. Let's roll some beer commercials. Um, Beyonce is going to come out here and sing. Mm. And let's talk about our lives and what's important to us as people uh, and as friends. Okay. 
You go get a phone. You just want a phone. Talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details. And all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution to save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have, and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. No, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything. Yeah. Nothing's been happening. Guys, I'm trying to get healthy. I turned 28 this week. So now I got to get, I got to start building that body V. I got to put some muscle on my frame. I got to help. What's your act. secret for the muscle? So I'm doing, uh, I'm doing this awful uh, health DVD series called oh, P25. No. It's like one of those things that you see late night on television where they're like, P- P25? P25? No, T. Because it's T- hosted by Sean T. He doesn't have a last name. He has a letter and a period. And it's T He's, period. He, got, he lost weight in his last name. His last name lost a few letters worth of weight. He lost all of it. What uh, can you impart some secrets? Because I have my wedding is in uh, like forty two days. I would love to drop like well, like 20, 20 pounds by then. Here's the great thing about this DVD. Are you ready for it? All you have to do is give twenty five minutes of your day. But small thing, it's twenty five minutes of excruciating pain. 
Okay. Uh, because you're not allowed to stop. You can't stop. You gotta focus. Shanti says so. You're doing it for him. Remember that. And it's basically uh, you're alternating either running in place and then jumping up and down for 25 straight minutes or running in place and doing push-ups for 25 minutes. This sounds miserable. That sounds it, really bad. It sounds like when I used to Bob Harper. Because I watched Bob Harper on The Biggest Loser, and he looks like a real fun guy that I maybe would want to be friends with. Like, if sure. he was my neighbor, like, I'd want to hang out with him pretty much all the time. Um, so I, so Rachel loaned me one of his DVDs, and I was like, yeah, Bob Harper, I'll give it a shot. And he beat me into the fucking ground. He beat the shit out of me um, in a way that I still haven't recovered from. This was in February, I think, and I'm still a little bit out of breath. Is that the P90X, or is that the, that's the Biggest Loser guy, right? That's the Biggest Loser guy. P90X guy, I don't even know what his That's too much. Is. I mean, the good that's thing about this is, like, I could still do it. Like, at the end of it, I'm, like, feel exhausted and kind of re-energized. I'll give it credit. Yeah. But, like, those other things, like, this guy, Shanti, period, has a thing called Insanity that they show uh, commercials for afterwards. And it's basically, like, hey, is T25 too easy for you? You should do insanity. It's an hour of push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. I need to buy that DVD. Is, is insanity muscle confusion? Is that what's happening there? Yeah, it's basically just to break you down so that when you look in the mirror, you just imagine you see what you want to. I think any kind of exercise, uh-huh. anytime I put my body out, yeah. um, it's, it's confused. It is thoroughly <laughs> confused. When I have to, like... Uh, I when I lived in Chicago, I would like run upstairs from time to time to like catch a subway because they come very infrequently, and every time I did that, my muscles would be so utterly confused. They I would sit down on the train and my leg muscles would be like, uh, what was that? Uh, excuse uh, me? excuse me, we have a th- good thing going. Like I will walk for you from time to time, but I didn't know that that was part of the arrangement. Stupid leg muscles. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear about the best, uh, what did I say? Oh, best endings of a game. Yes. Uh, so I've been on a really nice Steam kick lately. Um, played, played me some Gone Home, which is half off, I think, still by the time you hear this. I feel a little bit guilty that I waited until it was half off to play it. Um, but I'm thrifty, you know? And, and man, what a tremendous little game. Um, it's already half off? Yeah. Uh, well, it's just for like a week-long sale thing. Uh, but the game I want to talk about is the Stanley Parable, uh, which is the uh, the new version of a source mod of the same name that it came out a few years ago. Um, and I want to be delicate in talking about it because I feel like a lot yeah. of its virtues come from uh, d- the discovery and experimentation that you go through while you actually play the game. Do you mind if, yeah. I, if we just put something right here? Like, if you haven't played the game and you haven't... If you haven't played the game and you... It, I would, I would yeah. just walk away entirely. Like, walk away right now. It's been great you, talking to you guys this week. Yeah. Polygon.com, YouTube.com. Polygon.com. Make sure you check it out. Because shouldn't the world's best friends be the world's best shit? Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, no, you, you're right. I, if you want to go into the game, I would say similar to Gone Home. Like, just just go play it. Don't listen to this go go get it it's on sale i think still also a few bucks off uh like 20 percent off for it's celebrating its launch uh, it's really good so if you're still with us um I, I i would say the basic premise of the game is it is a kind of it's very funny it's very humorous uh it's not ironic at all which i really appreciated at no point did i feel like the game was being 
pretentious, even though it was covering some pretty heady um, ground. Uh, it is sort of about the, and again, this is entirely up for interpretation, like the futility of the illusion of choice in games. It's it's all about, um, does it really matter when choices are afforded to you in games when ultimately the choices you're picking are just options on a menu that were devised by by the developers. Um, and the way that it gets that message across is by offering you constant choices, whether they are clear and binary, like you have two doors that you can go through. Which one do you go through? Uh, or whether they're more um, sort of a dynamic, like there's a narrator throughout the entire game who is amazing. It beats, I would say, it beats Bastion for best narrator of, of games. Um, that just narrates the action some, as you're doing it or sometimes before you're doing it so you can go against their wishes. And so that might come down to, you know, him saying you went through the left door and then you go through the right door. And then this, the story and the narrator sort of shift around you in that moment. Or maybe it's just he says you walk out of a room and you don't walk out of the room. You just sort of walk around the room. You just chill there and hang out there. And then again, the story and narrator sort of shifts around you. Um, so as you can imagine, like there's a lot of different ways that the story can go Um depending on your actions, how you follow direction, how you defy the narration. Um, and there are dozens of different endings that you can come to based on those decisions. Uh, and like a playthrough of the game is going to last you maybe 10 minutes. Um, but there are so many different playthroughs to go through um, that, that there is a lot, lot, lot to explore and discover. And what a playthrough even means kind of changes. Yeah, it, it sort of takes that, the recursive nature of how the game operates, and sometimes it, like, acknowledges that. you It, it never lets you forget the fact that you're playing a, a video game, uh, which a lot of games break that fourth wall, and very few do it uh, without being super heavy-handed about it. Um like, for instance, if you just follow the narrator's directions the entire time, you'll make it to the ending, right? Uh, there, I, I would say that that is the narrative ending of that game. But then there are so many different ways that you can throw monkey wrenches into the works. It also sort of encourages you to try and break the game. Like, uh, I, I don't want to give it away because it's like one of my favorite things that happened. But there is a way to find a way out of the environment to, like clip through the level um and you think you're so smart because you broke the game but they saw that coming too like that that's that is sort of the the whole story of the game is that the developer of this game that you're playing knows everything and they plan for everything you can possibly do so like it's not really your story it's a really interesting it's an interesting subject to like people who are disappointed in mass effect 3's ending it, it, it takes that concept of, like, your choices really don't fucking matter no matter what and makes it the entire narrative premise of, of the game. What's so crazy about it to me is you know that you're, you're being, I don't know, manipulated almost by this narrator, that this is very much not a person. This is, like, a pre-recorded thing that knows everything you're going to do. But when 
I did think I broke the game, it was so jarring to hear him be like, oh, no, no, I'm still here. You've, mm-hmm. You are um, a moron, essentially. Like, yeah. y- and, and I was prepared for this from the very beginning. And that it, like, it just it so clearly knows what people want to do when they come into a video game like this and totally uses it against them um, to say something. I think that's why it doesn't feel so heavy-handed is because it basically challenges you to attack it you know like what's that thing in kung fu where it's like you know let them use the force like use their own force against them sort of Jiu- thing jiu-jitsu yeah 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 it's Krav Maga. Like mental jujitsu. um yeah and and again like it's fucking hilarious it is it is astoundingly funny um and weirdly in some of them it's sort of sad yeah um and and sort of uh, I guess the, I mean, you could make the argument. Now, I, 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 I'm not sure I would make this argument personally, but you could make the argument this is really a broader condemnation of just games, like, as a whole. Um, and I, I, I think that's sort of a cynical take on it, but, like, you will not, uh, I would say that you will not read games criticism that is a better criticism of games than this game is. Yeah. Well, of this like, type of game, I think. Well, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I think it uh, the, the type of narrative game that is so popular right now is what this is, you know, a shot across the bow. And it sort of it and it sort of points those things out to what they are. And and really you don't need this game to tell you what the what they are. Um they're they're choose your own adventure books because no matter what, you are never going to have an agency over the video games that you play that was not already designed by someone else. You know what right. I mean? It's not like, uh, of course, there's like user-generated content shit that like, sure, that, that doesn't apply. But in any game, in any Mass Effect 3, even if it didn't have, you know, sort of the the red, blue, or green ending, um, it, it even if the story that you had felt like your own based on the hundreds of decisions you had made that was perfectly tailored for you, it's just that. It's tailored. Like, you didn't make it. Someone else made it, and you lived it out. And that is sort of the in, the entirety of what the Stanley Parable is, is all about. Yeah. Um, but, man, is it fucking funny, though? Did you guys find the achievement that he... Um, <laughs> that there's an achievement listed in the Steam listing, so it's not it's not a spoiler. There's an achievement called I think it's like click door four thirty five times. That's the title of the achievement, and so you try to do that in game, and the narrator's like, "That's way too easy for an achievement." So he leads you on this like goose chase throughout the office, telling you to just click on all these different random items. And it takes, like, 20 minutes to just, like, go from door to door clicking on the right things. And the whole time he's getting more excited and more excited, like, yeah, now that deserves an achievement. Like, it's so... (laughs) Some of the humor is just, like, really funny writing. Some of it is, like, so clever and meta without being a dick about it that you just, like, can't help but laugh. Especially if you can get the art game ending. God damn. I think we posted it, which... If I had known the significance of the art game ending, I would have made sure that we didn't post it. Um, it involves... I won't spoil it, but it involves you to repeat this one action over and over again for four straight hours. Nobody should do that, by the way. Just go watch the video on Polygon. But it's, 
Oh, God, it's so good. Um, so, yeah, this is Stanley Parable. Oh, play the demo. The demo is cut not from the game. It is its own standalone little thing. Uh, and, and, like, it has basically all of the same elements of the Stanley Parable. It has a hallway museum showing off some of the great demos throughout gaming history. It's so fucking good, and it's free. And and if if that doesn't sell you on playing the full game, I don't. I, you're you're dead inside. I'm excited to play it. I I've played two versions before. I played the original. What is it version? The one that was the Half Life Two mod. Yeah. And then I played the IGF build, uh, which. I, I have no idea if there's any major differences between this and that, but there was some absolutely insane stuff in that one. That's really good, man. Guys, there Damn. are so many good games. Do you remember there's when it was so like... There's so many good games. You could just be like, oh, there's a new indie game out. Finally, this month. Oh, thank goodness. Now it's like every week there is something I, I need to be playing. Uh, that, that This week, uh, that should be Candy Box 2, by the way, everybody. Candy Box 2 is live. And we'll talk no, about it next week. About next week. So Got to talk about it. Put some week. comments and questions because we'll hit it. We'll hit it hard. Yeah. I should. Can I do a live stream of Candy Box? Can you yeah, imagine well. anything worse? Guys, uh, I have a question this, before we wrap uh, up. Just to tease you, this Candy Box <laughs> is a an open world RPG action adventure dungeon crawler puzzle game. Um, it, with a world map and everything. It is amazing. I have a question for you guys. I'm yeah. ready. So, next Tuesday, I think, like, all the games come out. Is that true? Like, it's Battlefield, Batman, W. AC4 is out next week, right? AC4. All in the same week. And then the week after that, it's Call of Duty. Why would you do that? Why would you not release And then the week after that, week after that, PS4. We're fucked, man. This is it. This is, this is, we are on the peak of this fucking roller coaster of releases. Here it comes. Mm. Wee! Uh, and you won't want to miss a second of that, so uh, make sure you join us again. Uh, we're on Polygon.com until then, posting about all this good stuff, and you won't want to miss that either. So uh, we'll see you next Friday for the besties, because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best things? Let's see.